0: You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording. And lines are now closed.
1: In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful, dear listeners, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and blessings of Allah be with you. My name is Shah Ahmad. You are watching, or you're listening to another episode of Breakfast Show. You're listening to the Voice of Islam radio, broadcasting from the biggest mosque of Europe, from the baat Mosque. Dear listeners, uh, today we will discuss very inf- informatic and very interesting topics. We will discuss how to save money, especially in these difficult times. And uh, of course, um, we will also have for that very interesting and uh, guests. And the second segment will be about labour posts, junk food ban, as living costs, or and what inflation is. So dear listeners, it's going to be very interesting, but before we go to those topics... As you know, um, the winter weather is approaching very fast now. Uh, It's getting very cold. And um, doing that, of course, the cases of COVID-19 are rising again as well. So it's just a reminder that we are not done yet with COVID. COVID is still there. And it's not that I want to deliver sad news already in the beginning of the show. It's just a reminder a wake-up call that make sure that you're following the guideline rules may given by the government before that as well. And that you also make sure that when you go out, you have prepared yourself for the winter weather as well. Um, it's very interesting. Um, I got a an uh, uh, article. It's about COVID support schemes lost billions to fraud and error. A total of 45 billion of financial aid packages were claimed in error of fraud, according to the National Audit Office. Billions of pounds awarded as part of COVID-19 employment support schemes went to people whose incomes increased or were not significantly impacted by the pandemic. A public spending watchdog has warned. Now, the National Audit Office, NAO, has criticized the government for not doing more to prevent mistakes and fraudulent claims when rolling out follow scheme of the self employment income support scheme warning that billions of pounds could remain unrecovered in total according to the latest report into the financial package by the NAO f- f- 4.5 billion was claimed in error and or in fraud nearly 4.6% of the co- total cost of the ni- uh, si- 96.9 billion spent by the government on em- emergency covid-19 support Even the estimate is subject to considerable uncertainty with the fraud and error figures ranging from between 3.2 billion and 6.3 billion. Garrett Davis, the National Audit Office had said the government needs to ensure sufficient resources are available to tackle the issue. He said, whilst the fraud and self employment schemes prevented millions of job losses, billions went to people whose incomes increased during the pandemic, and billions more were lost in fraud and error. In the detailed report published on Thursday, auditors found that the schemes met the objectives of protecting workers and businesses after lockdowns were introduced, and that the cost of the schemes was also lower than estimated by the government. However, officials had stern words for the Treasury over the design of the scheme, Effectively suggesting that it could have done more to save money, in particular, the government is criticised for not making use from the outset to clear financial impact Sets, and um, if you have read, if you have started re- reading the headlines of the news, you will see the prime minister in, uh, in every newspaper, and uh, as she is uh, facing pressure from senior Tory MPs to rethink tax cuts. The government may have to rethink its tax-cutting plans to reassure financial markets and stabilize the economy, some senior conservative MPS said. Now, BBC News says, The warnings came ahead of a bruising appearance for the Prime Minister at the meeting of Tory backbenchers. One loyal minister told the BBC, We are completely in a dreadful place. There is no way out. Maybe Liz Truss will find a way, but I cannot see it. Mistrust has repeatedly defended the proposed tax cuts outline last month. The Chancellor's mini-budget on 23rd September, which included 45 billion of tax cuts founded by borrowing, sparked turmoil and f- on financial markets and prompted the Bank of England to intervene to protect, protect pension pounds, funds. Ms. Truss has denied she is planning public spending cuts, saying the government would instead focus on reducing debt by making sure we spend public money well. However, Mel Stratt, a prominent backer of Ms. Truss' leadership rival Rishi Sunak, suggested the government would need to show a clear chance of tact to restore credibility with the financial markets. Given the clear government position expressed today on protecting public spending, there is an Emerging question whether any plan that does not include does does not now include at least some element of further row back on the tax package can actually satisfy the markets, Rishi Sunak said. Early, he told the comments he believed it was quite possible the Chancellor would have to further roll back on the tax cuts announced in his mini budget. Now asked to confirm whether this possibility was still on the table, Treasury Minister Chris Phillip replied, there are not any plans to reverse any of the tax measures announced in the growth plan. The Prime Minister insists cancelling a rise in corporation tax from 90% to 25% due in April, and other tax cuts will help boost growth. She also believes stepping back from what she described the highest tax burden in 70 years would allow the public to keep more of the money they earn at a time of global high prices. So, difficult times uh the prime minister is already facing is her difficult times in her leader, during her leadership um the listeners, uh, yesterday we had football matches as well we had sports as well and if you're, uh, um, you um i don't know if you have word but yesterday um a new record was made of, by Mohamed salah as he came in in the 75th minute uh, and has scored within seven minutes three goals, which is the uh, fastest hat-trick made in the Champions League. Liverpool won that game against Glasgow, Rangers by Um, 7-1. Roberto Firmino was awarded as man of the match. Furthermore, we had also Tottenham, Tottenham against Eintracht Frankfurt, which uh, was very tense match in the end, but Tottenham made to to uh, to go out as a winner. And um, and on Tuesday we had Chelsea playing against AC um, Milan. Uh, uh they won two 0 and then, of course, Manchester City-Copenhagen, which is very surprising, ended 0-0. Uh, surprisingly, Ailing Holland did not play during the game as well. So these are the matches, or the, the results of the English teams. Furthermore, we had also yesterday uh, Inter Milan against Barcelona, which ended 3-3. And now it is open. In this group, as Bayern Munich has already um, is already qualified for the next round, Inter Milan and Barcelona will fight for the second place. Right now, Inter Milan is three points ahead, but there are still two ma- matches to go, so it's going to be very interesting in this group as well. Um, Atletico is still struggling uh, in this, uh, se- uh, for this season, as they are. Th- third with four points, two points back, behind the second place F. Supporto. Surprisingly, Bruges has qualified uh, in this group, um, not losing a single game. Uh, and um, then we had, as mentioned, Liverpool as well. Liverpool is still second behind uh, Nepal, uh, sorry, Neapol. And uh, Rangers is still lost and they have no chances to uh, go to the next round as they have zero points and Ajax is third with three points. So these are um, mainly the matches or the results of uh, yesterday's Champions League campaign. Uh, Dear listeners, uh, we will go now for a short break and after the break we will be back with the first segment which is, as I just introduced, Saving money as the cost of living rises in the UK. So we will be back after a short break.
0: Selections from the writings of the promised Messiah upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya community in Islam. Thy boundless blessings and peace be upon Mustafa, O Lord. Verily, through him we receive thy light. My soul is eternally bonded to the soul of Muhammad. I made my heart drink deep of the brimful cup of this love. None better than he could I discover in the whole world. Most certainly, I have broken my heart loose from the grip of others. God's glory is reflected in your virtues, my beloved. Him I made my own by having made you mine. Having touched the hem of thy garment, O God, one is saved from being entrapped by the charms of others. Verily, I bow my head at your threshold alone. O my beloved, I swear by thy unity, in my love of thee, I have become oblivious of my own self. By God, all other images have vanished from my heart, ever since I had your countenance etched upon it. It was because of you that we became the best of all the peoples. O prophet of God, Who is the best of all the prophets? As you marched ahead of all the rest, we too stepped forward. Let alone the human beings, even all the angels in the heavens follow suit and join me as I sing thy praise.
2: You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet twenty-four hours a day.
1: In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful dear listeners, welcome back to Breakfast Show. Dear listeners, we come to our first segment, which is it's very interesting, it is about saving money as a cost of living rises in the UK. Now, millions of Britons have already felt a squeeze in their finances this year, but the cost of living crisis is set to deepen with significant increases in energy bills, national insurance and more. Now, experts have called on the government to do more to help people as the crisis spirals, with the Resolution Foundation think tank estimating that low-income households will see the biggest hit to their disposable income in the next year. But many people will still be looking for more areas in which they can save money to deal with the rising costs of everyday essentials. Now, the listeners, of course, the question is that um, what developing changes in the UK have contributed more towards a money-saving mindset and strategies? And how have these changes affected people and what is the solution? So the dilemma brought on by the growth in living expenses in the UK is depleting people's savings and forcing them to take out more debt. Students are also having difficulty because it will be challenging for them to repay their student loans due to the price increases. A part-time job or loan are not effective ways to offset the price increase. The demand on students to support their livelihood while attending school will be increased, which will be detrimental to their academic performance. The nation's high inflation rate has now surpassed wages and benefits, and recent tax increases have made the situation even worse. As a result, many people will be forced to live paycheck to paycheck, with their income and benefits covering more of their rising costs than their basic needs like food. Winter rationing, winter rationing and price controls uh, left to the market. Energy prices may quickly grow. One method to prevent a winter spike in bills that worsens fuel poverty is to impose a higher f- price ceiling than regulation of gas gom- is anticipated to do. If the energy transition are uh, prioritized. Then this strategy uh, strategy for containing the anticipated spike in fuel prices this winter can also maintain energy security and ease the switch to more environmentally friendly sources of feed and power. Now the listeners are, as a, we are going to very difficult times and winter is approaching very quickly. Uh it's a dilemma. Uh and uh for especially as I said, uh, people might leave, live need to live from paycheck to paycheck. Um, we had this situation last winter as well, and uh, it, we are still in the same situation. Let's see what Islam actually says in regards of this that topic. Now, Islam promotes to good practice to live by what you need. Do not be overly protective nor excessive in your approach to spend on yourself and your family when you need to. Now, this mindset will help towards creating a good plan during a difficult time. So, basically, discipline is there as well. Um, Discipline is required as well. Uh, In Quran, chapter 25, verse 67, God says, And they are those who, when they spend, do so not excessively or sparingly, but are ever, between that, just moderate. listeners, um... Saving money is always a good idea, um, especially in this co- uh, current climate change. And now let's see what are the advantages advantages, advantages and disadvantages of saving mo- money. Now, some people might find it difficult to stand on their own two feet as a result of the increase in living expenses, making them dependent on loans and other people for financial support. Now, you can achieve financial independence by saving money. By reducing stress related to financial matters, this alone makes a man feel good. Now, saving allows you to take the time to choose whether purchases and buy items while they are on sale. People with funds can purchase large quantities of food while it is on sale. This demonstrates that conserving money does have long-term advantages that enable you to save even more money. It can also help you get out of debt, particularly if you have outstanding loans from other individuals. Now coming back to Islam, what Islam actually tells you on how, what advices Islam has for you. Now in Islam, it is encouraged to return any money you have borrowed. People also have aside money for what-if scenarios, particularly as they get older and begin to worry about their health or finances. For unexpected costs, or rainy day activities, people save money. The listeners, um, you know, this attitude in Islam is discouraged due to the reason that Allah is there to take care of you. Now, is Allah, Allah, someone as I said, we have discussed this in previous uh, t- episodes as well? That Allah is there to help. Allah is basically there to support as well as a friend, someone who's very close to you. And so, for a Muslim. For a believer upon us, that we should put our trust to Allah because Allah has said that He is there to take care of us and during the difficult times, and because any excessive amounts of money saved can be used to help those in present present or as opposed to helping a what if scenario in the future. Now, the listeners, the virtue of spending one spending on one's family and slaves and the sin of the one who neglects them or withholds maintenance from them as a soban one of the companions of the early prophet he reported that allah's Messenger may allah peace and blessings of allah be upon him third one the most excellent dinar, which is the arab currency is one that a person spends on his family, and the dinar which is, he spends on his enemy animal in Allah's path, and the dinar he spends on his companions in Allah's path. And another narrator, Abu Kaliba, said, He, the narrator, started with his family, and then Abu Kaliba said, who is a person with greater rewards than a person who spends on young members of his family and thus preserves, saves them from want, and by virtue of which Allah brings profit for them and makes them rich. Now in chapter 2, verse 276 of the Quran, Allah says, Allah will deprive usury of all blessings, but will give increase for deeds of charity. Now, there is another narration. This is narrated by Jabir ibn Abdullah. As Allah's Messenger, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, cursed the acceptor of interest and its payer, and one who records, records it, and the two witnesses, and he said, they are all equal. Says, um, Islam is giving guidance to save money and uh, of course islam is also promoting to help other people as well especially in difficult times especially when we are living in a society um islam is basically islam is a religion which helps you to do uh, to evolve which have, helps you to change with shaping yourself as well islam is basically a religion who wants you to increase in good deeds, increase in morality, and to prevent doing sins. But Islam also tells you that you should help other people as well, regardless from which religion or caste they are or from which race they are. Um, it is a very beautiful saying of the Ali Prophet, peace be upon him. He said that desire for your brother is the same or you will desire for yourself as well. And uh, here, at, uh, we, you know, my... Uh, Reminds me on uh what uh, His Holiness the Muslim Muslim, the head of the Muslim community has reminded everyone many many times that we should also remember our Creator and we should uh, acknowledge Him we should believe in Him because if we believe and have love for the Creator we will have the same for His creation as well empathy for His creation as well and that we might be ready not might be surely be ready to help his creation in difficult times, especially in these difficult times, as winter is approaching. Um, People might be there seeking for help and we should be there to help them in any way. Uh, uh, As this brings humanity and the society together as well. If you are overly focused on saving money, you miss out on opportunities and experience in the here and now. Realistically, some activities won't always be around and won't be included in a deal, so you might have to pay a little extra. Now, the additional money spent shouldn't be a problem if the experience was worthwhile because it was rightfully put to good use for raising your standard of living. Now, spending money on yourself and the people you care about shouldn't have make you feel nervous or guilty. As I said, this is something, you know, one opportunity to serve Allah's creation. Um, as, you know, Islam promotes or Islam's telling us that while you fulfill the rights of Allah, which means while you're following His teachings, you're worshipping Him, you try to please Him, he also said that do fulfil the rights of his creation as well, which means that we should help them, we should look after them. And, uh, this isn't, this is the way the whole Islam has established a society, a peaceful society, a society where everyone can live. Um, the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, he would, uh, he would make sure he would even, he would try everything to help people with different. In difficult times, I remember, um, uh, Abu Sufyan, who used to be a, a big enemy of Islam, once came to Medina, where uh, the, the city where the Holy Prophet lived, and uh, he came and he asked for food and for he asked basically for help for food and money and some water for the people in Makkah, the city where Abu Sufyan used to live. And, those people in Makkah were basically the arch enemy of Islam at that time. But difficult times uh, came toward them as well, and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Now, this is uh, an example how he has fulfilled the rise of Allah's creation. Knowing that he is an enemy of Islam, knowing that he will attack Islam once he has the opportunity again, still made himself ready to give something for the people in Makkah. and he told the same to his companions as well. So of course the companions were ready, they were freely uh happily ready to help. They get at f- f- something to eat, something to drink for them and this was sent uh to Makkah at that time and this is how they had basically those people who actually dis try to destroy Islam, try to kill the uh those Muslim those early Muslim who accepted Islam. But still this is a wonderful example. Uh this is something you you won't find anywhere else uh, I mean this is where you say that you sometimes need to kill your own ego to accept these things or to be ready for doing those things. Golly Professor Sinema has put a very excellent uh, example um the listeners saving money can have a negative impact on your mental health things It frequently leads to a mindset where you put everyone else before yourself and experience anxiety and experience anxiety when making decisions decision regarding significant expenditures for your family and yourself. You might not always get what you pay for if you constantly choose the lowest option, That can occasionally be one of the worst consequences on conserving money. Um, as I said, uh, Islam is a guidance. Islam is there to help. Islam is basically Telling us how to go to, to difficult times and how to maintain a healthy lifetime as well. Anxiety is something, you know, causes trouble and problems, especially in this day and age. And uh, I've seen a lot of people who gone through their stress. And it's something I wouldn't recommend, no one would recommend. The listeners, um, the Holy Prophet Peace be upon him has also said once, when you make food and make sure that you extend the food for your neighbor as well so you can share the food with your neighbors as well and he has made told us so many many rights about neighbors and a neighbor is not someone who is living next to you a neighbor is according to Islamic teaching who is living 40 houses away from you from the left and from the right or from the from uh, from, uh, behind of you or in front of you so 40 houses from those four angles these are uh, included in the neighborhood in the Islamic teaching as well this is how Islam has built a healthy society and this is how Islam basically promotes to help other people as well and the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is basically a religion uh, community who is following these teachings of Islam and basically trying his best f- f- to help people just as um, I have a short clip to pr- uh, play and
2: uh, I will be back after that short clip the clash of two economic systems has to be understood at the roots first before we talk of compromises. There are certain principles governing every economy which have to be understood and in principles there can be no compromise. In other areas of conflict or contact between two economies, Compromises can be sought sometimes effectively, and sometimes cannot. But in principles there are no compromises. As far as the Islamic economic system is concerned, in principle it is closer in one way to communist system than to the Western system. Islam can never recognize any system, economic system based on usury and interest, according to Islam, all economies based on banking systems, where money apparently multiplies, but a huge fraud is played on the people in the main in the name of banking system, and the entire world is totally kept ignorant as to what is happening to their money and what havoc is being played with them by the capitalists, where the money is flowing, who are the forces fluctuating the prices of dollar against pound, pound against dollar and mark and so on and so forth, and what is happening to their wealth, where they are being ultimately led to. All this is an area where there is no compromise as far as Islam goes. In certain other areas of individual <coughs> enterprise, Islam is closer to the Western approach than the communist approach. So it's a system of via media, which have to be, which has to be studied in detail, from section to section. As far as the modern attempts of some Muslim countries are concerned to compromise certain economic aspects of Islamic system with the Western values, I personally believe it is either a fraud or an expression of total ignorance about the economic system. You know what happens? They deposit their money in Western banks and earn all the interest they can, yet when they distribute that money to the people who deposited it originally for instance they would call it profit rather than interest so what manner of approach is that that what manner of compromise is this you change the nomenclature while in reality the objectionable parts of a deal economic deal remain the same so i call it either utter ignorance or conscious fraud. As far as the usury and and this uh, capitalist system based on interest is concerned, Islam would never recognize it. What alternative system does Islam have? That is the question. In short, I can tell you, it is a vast, it requires a vast answer. But to be very brief, I point out that as against interest, Islam devises a system of tax called zakat. Now, those who understand economy will immediately understand the point which I am trying to make. In usury, to move the wheel of economy, interest becomes the force which attracts you to deposit your money and put it into rotation in some economic uh, production productive system. In Islam, it is the negative approach. If you do not employ your capital into an economic wheel or economic productive system, you are fined. Your capital as such does not gain anything if you deposit it. But if you do not put it to usage, then you are considered to either have no right to retain that money or you must be fined so that gradually that capital returns to the people. This is how the Islamic economic wheel keeps on moving for fear of fine rather than for avarice of increasing one's money through usury system. A detailed comparison of these two motive forces can render beyond a shadow of doubt (coughs) that Islamic system is more simple, more understandable and and less potent with dangers, and there is no possibility of using it fraudulently. On the contrary, as I said earlier, in the Western system of economy where uh, interest is used as a motive force for moving the wheel of economy, It is
0: the people who... You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording. And lines are now closed.
1: In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful, dear listeners, welcome back to The Breakfast Show. You're listening to Words of Islam Radio. Words of Islam Radio is presenting the true teachings of Islam here in the West. Dear listeners, we are talking or we are discussing... So, uh, how we can save money at the cost of living arises in the UK. Uh, we have discussed it from the Islamic perspective as well, and what Islam says in regards of this. Um, dear listeners, what are the best money saving tips and tricks? Tricks to adopt into one lifestyle. What are the worst money saving hacks one can adopt? Be a part of the show. You can call in at any time at zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven. Or you can tweet us by at Voice of Now, I believe that um, the best trick to save money is that you have at least a spending plan. And the listeners, I know a lot of us are also have memberships like Netflix or Disney Plus or any of these um, uh, devices where we can watch movies on demand. This is one thing where I think uh, if we're not using it we should at least cancel these memberships. Uh, start a loose changing collection bucket to save money on your heating as well. And uh, reduce your water and electricity costs. Means that if you are taking 10 minutes in the shower, try to reduce that to, it. Or make sure that the light are switched off and you're not using one room. Uh, just make sure that You are trying to save energy bills as well. That you are trying to save electricity as well. Uh, I know it's going to be a difficult time. It's going to be changing as well in this. But what we need to do is we need to be very disciplined in this regards as well. For the sake of your health and wallet, stay away from buying takeout coffee and meals when you can make them cheaply at home. Prepare your meals for the upcoming week. And especially a walk when you can and make travel plans in advance. Have a bicycle. This is very this is very healthy as well. Have a bicycle. Try to ride uh to different par uh to do um get different parts of wherever you go, be it the workplace, be it market J- just try to ignore your car. Do not use your car. Only if you have to and yes Try to uh, do not um, t- try to make you meal at home. Um, save money in this regards as well. Um, I know it's uh, something you want to go. You have, want to have dinner with your family outside. But dear listeners, um, in this difficult times, you you ne- we need, everyone needs to make some sacrifices. Uh, and in this regard, uh, if you want to save your money, then make sure that whatever wherever you go. S- um, if you want to go for dinner in any very uh expensive restaurant, try not to try not to go to those fast foods uh restaurants as well as this is also very unhealthy. Um, sell any products that are no longer needed, record your spending and retain all receipts, which is also very important. Make careful to review your phone and Wi Fi plans because you might be using them excessively. Since getting overcharged and utilising less than you are purchasing is a widespread problem, this rational can also be used elsewhere. Now, dear listeners, um, when your health is at risk, saving money is never a good idea. It, if it's cold outside, you should turn on your heater and thermostat. In these cases, your health should be compromised. A problem arises if cleanliness is compromised in order to save money. Now, when it comes to preventing illnesses and maintaining a strong immune system, hygiene is crucial. Make sure you purchase toilet paper, hand soap, shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, a toothbrush, and other necessities. Make sure you purchase nutritious, uh, nutritious food like fruits, like fruits, veggies, etc., and refrain from purchasing inexpensive, unhealthy snack items. This is also very important. Um, best thing, have a sugar diet. Ignore sugar. Uh, you see it's going to be changed your uh, lifestyle and your health as well. Uh, instead of buying a chocolate bar or buying anything which includes a lot of sugar or any fizzy drink, uh, try to ignore that. Um, try not to buy that and this will save you money as well. And uh, you will have, as I said, a healthier life as well. Which is also very important to for doing, especially during that difficult time. um, even d- uh, the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, especially about cleanliness, he he told and he reminded his companions quite often to look after that, uh, after the surrounding that should be clean. Um, Abu Malik al Ashari reported that the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu said. Cleanliness is half of faith and Alhamdulillah, all praise and credit is for Allah alone, fills the scale and SubhanAllah, glory to be Allah, and Alhamdulillah, fill up what is between the heavens and the earth. And prayer is a light and charity is proof of one's faith and endurance is brightness of the Holy Quran is a proof of your behalf or against you. All men go out early in the morning and sell themselves thereby setting themselves free of, of or destroying themselves. Now the old Prophet about cleaning his I just want to share a very magnificent incident. Here you can see the character, the more noble character of the Holy Prophet as well that during his time when he used to live in Makkah an old woman he she would throw her full on the Holy Prophet peace upon him. And instead of complaining about her or yelling at her, the Holy Prophet would do nothing. He would go home, he would take a shower and he would change his clothes. And this would happen many, many times. And one day, uh, he realized that that old woman is not uh, throwing her trash on him anymore or her filth on him anymore. And he was surprised uh, by that and he asked someone about where she's living, about her well-being, etc. And uh, he was told where she is living. He went to her and he saw that she is living. Uh, she was ill. Uh, and um, her f- house, uh, surrounding was dirty as well. And so he makes, sh- he would look after her and he would clean up her house as well for free, obviously. And um, when she got healthy again, she because of that, that. She was the one who would cause trouble for the Prophet peace be upon him Uh he showed the different character and instead of punishing her, she, he helped her to get healthy again. And because of that beautiful incident, she accepted Islam and he the Listen, you can see that he, uh, the noble character of the early Prophet peace be upon him, that he was different from what, unfortunately, um, you see in the mainstream media. He was someone who would care and would look after, even after his enemies. So this is just, uh, I just wanted to uh, share that very beautiful incident of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, the founder of the Islamic religion. And this is Islam, basically. He lived and he showed how to live Islam as well to his companions. And uh, this example he showed to his communities are still alive and people are still following, try to follow these examples um dear listeners coming back to the actual topic um dear listeners um, making items at home is a good way to save money but when you start combining unrelated substances to create cleaning and hygiene solution it can and will have negative repercussions because you never know what reaction you can set off it is not recommended to make your own cleaning solution deal deck lodging mixtures or laundry de- detergents you run to risk of enduring your own health other people's health and property cha- damage and said spend money on high quality goods to reduce long term co- costs says, Um. everything was just mentioned one thing is for sure you, discipline is very important as I said for example you need to uh, cancel those membership you, you might often use but which are unnecessary, like, as I just said, Netflix, um, Disney Plus, uh, Prime Video, Amazon Prime, sorry. Um, if you don't use them, if you don't need them, even though you use them, but you know you don't need them right now, you need to cancel them. It helps you to save money as well. If you go out, if you have a habit to eat tasty food, uh, let's say sweet uh, foods, which are... Uh, uh, which have a lot of sugar as well try to ignore them try not to buy them have a healthy lifestyle try to buy healthy stuff as well which um, boosts up your immune system as well um, try not to use the car uh, try to use the bicycle which is also very healthy and which reduces anxiety and stress as well have a good walk with your family as well um, prepare your meal at home don't go and buy a coffee. And don't go to have dinner outside with your family or with your friends or with your work, work colleagues. Try to um, save money by doing this and have a healthy lifestyle and uh, look after your surroundings. Make sure it is clean. I just mentioned a very really beautiful uh, example of the Ali Prophet um, how he helped an old woman to overcome. Um, uh, overcome her illness by cleaning up her household. You should keep a balance, which is important. It's not saying that Islam's not never. Islam will never promote to have, let's say, an unhappy life. No, Islam is a religion which even promotes to have a healthy, hap, healthy, happy life. The point of what I just mentioned is, you should keep your balance. You should keep a balance. It's very important that obviously you need to spend time with your family and friends as well. But try to maintain the balance as well. Um, this is important. But this is what Islam is saying, explaining is that well, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, he would spend his time with his family members, with his friends, with his closest companions as well. Uh, because these things are important as well, for your life as well, for, for healthy life as well, to overcome anxiety and stress especially. Now, dear listeners, um, how should people view money saving? It's a, um, it is a really momentary. Is it a re- really a momentary sacrifice for a greater reward, or does it force people to skip out on life's daily fun, which I just mentioned? Keep your balance. Islam is promoting the fun as well. Islam is not a religion where you should just occupy yourself in a, in your house and should do nothing. No, Islam is the different. Is the, the opposite? Islam is a religion. Um, Which is helping all people to have a healthy and good lifestyle. Now um saving money can be seen as a good thing since tools like a personal budget provide a clear roadmap for the future and allow a person to feel content with the financial decisions decisions. Now saving money enables one to keep the future and long term worries in mind. Therefore, many people find it w- worthwhile to make a minor sacrifice nor in order to reap greater rewards later. But saving out to be done incrementally. It can be problematic and almost certainly lead to y- you forgoing life's simple pleasures if you are investing the majority of your income in savings without any sort of plan or purpose. Obsessive and aimless saving should be discouraged because it will lower your quality of life and can be considered selfish given that you have a sizable amount of money saved that can be used for both yourself and others. Now, collecting or hoarding wealth in Islam is discouraged for this very reason. Or you believe, (coughs) Surely many of the priests and monks devour the wealth of men by false means and turn men away from the way of Allah. And those who hold gold and silver and spend is spend it not in the way of Allah. Give to them the tidings of a painful punishment. Holy Quran, chapter nine, 30, uh, verse thirty-four. And Islam does not forbid saving money and wealth. It prohibits the stocking and hoarding of such things that can prove benefic- beneficial to those who have not a lot for themselves and their family in the moment. There is no use in saving wealth that can be of aid in the present day. Saving your wealth has no use in Islam if you do not follow the five pillars of Islam, which includes paying the God and its teaching regarding the poor. (coughs) Sorry. This is um, uh, uh, um, also uh, practiced by Hazrat Khadija, the uh, first wife of the Holy Prophet, people. when she married the Prophet of Islam, she gave all her wealth to the beloved Prophet, who then proceeded to distribute to it to everyone. This was done in favor of hoarding Khadija's wealth. Now, moment you see that the Holy Prophet, he would never say no to anyone. Obviously, he, when he would get wealth, money, gold, anything, he would provide it or distribute it to, uh, to the people in need. Um, so I just want to share another incident of the Ali Prophet. People He was having a walk with a few of his companions. And then uh, he they were uh, um, walking towards the Mount of Uhud. It's a mound in Arabia and a place of Uhud. It's a very f- famous mound in Islamic history. And the Prophet, he was looking at the mound, and he said uh, that... If I had gold and uh, money in the size of this mound, I would not sleep a night until I had spent all of that gold and money to the people who are actually in need. And he can see again a very remarkable character of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. Um, Dear the, uh, the listeners, uh, before we come to the end of this first segment, I just want to quote a few um, quotations. One is f- of the, the current head of the Hermitian Muslim community. He said, the minimum bid made for the construction of the mo- of the mosque, he's talking about the uh, in, in regards of, uh, to building a mosque in Canada, he said, the minimum bid made for the construction of the mosque was $2.8 million dollars, which was to reach a total of $3.5 million after having incurred various other expenditures. However, the total cost of the project has been $1.6 million, which means the mosque was completed in less than half the estimated cost. A worldly-minded person cannot understand how this has happened. The reason is that he is absolutely unaware of what financial sacrifice is and how commendable the standards of sacrifice set by the Jamaat but the community of the Prophet Messiah are. Indeed, it is members of the Jamaat of the Prophet Messiah among whom you can find the examples of sacrificing one's life, wealth, and time for the sake of faith. And this is the hallmark of the Ahmadiyya Jamaat everywhere. Wherever they are living in the world, God enables them to them to make sacrifices and the reason for this is that they have made the pleasures of the al- Almighty God the objective. <coughs> No, during the first Jais the first annual com, uh, conference, the means of covering expenses were wholly completed by the Promised Messiah as a beloved wife, as a Jana one of the companions of the Promised Messiah, narrates, On one occasion during that annual conference, the funds diminished. In those days, there was no normal gender fund. Um, set up for the expense of jal Therefore, the Prime Messiah would be at the expense of himself. Me, Nasser, and Nawab, also, uh, also uh, prominent companions of the Prime Messiah informed that there was no food for the guest. Upon this, the Prime Messiah instructed, take some jewelry from my respected wife that will suffice for the need of acquiring good food for the guest. Sell it and purchase whatever is needed. Accordingly, Mr. Me did so and purchased whatever was needed to serve the guest. After two days, uh, Mr. Me, during the night while I too was present, informed the promisade that there was nothing left for the next day. Upon hearing this, the said, In obedience to God, we have exhausted all possible worldly means. No, we need to no, not to worry. The ones whose guests these are will himself take care of them. So in the end, dear listeners, God is there. He is our Creator. He loves His creation. He will take care of us, of us as well. Um, in this difficult time, dear listeners, I recommend again, turn to towards God again, remember Him quite often. He will not let us down. It is He who can help us go through that difficult time, dear listeners. Um, we will go now for a short break. Do, us, uh, do me a favor. Do stay here with the Radio Wars of Islam Radio. I'll be back after a short break.
3: So is the Ahmadiyya Khilafat a dictatorship? The simple answer is no, it is not a dictatorship. This question can be raised by two types of people. You've got one who are religious and those who are irreligious. If it's the religious people who are raising this question, then this question or this allegation simply backfires to any other prophet who ever existed and any of their successors, because our system of Khilafat is no different to the divine leadership that they followed. When irreligious people ask this question, then it should be understood and it should be explained that when we talk about organized religion, unfortunately, there is this impression around the world that in an organized religion, you don't have the freedom to do what you want. You have to follow certain rules and regulations and um, you're, you're bound by a lot of uh, laws. And when a leader comes into the equation, it becomes even more you know, uh, something to worry about. So to such irreligious people, it should be made clear that when we accept the Khalifa, we do so willingly. When we perform the pledge of obedience to the Khalifatul Masih, we're not only pledging our obedience to Khalifatul Masih, but in fact, it's actually pledging our obedience to God Almighty, and we do so willingly. There is no coercion and there cannot be any coercion in that sort of a pledge that you make. Now, another thing that needs to be borne in mind is that a dictator is someone whose say and want and desire, it goes without any question. No one can challenge it, no one questions it. And uh, people tend to accept it as it is. And the dictator does not allow anyone to give suggestions or proposals. But we see the Ahmadiyya Khilafat to follow the very basic Islamic injunction, which is to uh, consult them in important matters or the other in Quranic verse which uh, says that whose affairs are dealt with through mutual consultation. This verse is a description of the believers and we find that Hazrat Khalifatul Masih, he consults various administrative bodies when making important decisions to do with the administration of the community or matters to do with faith itself. Now, the Holy Qur'an is complete, the Islamic teachings are complete and perfect. They don't require any further addition. But the reason we have a Khilafat is because the implementation of Islamic teachings in every passing day requires some form of interpretation. So whether we're talking about the era of social media, the era of the Internet, or the era that we uh, are experiencing nowadays, which is a global pandemic, we require some form of interpretation and direction in implementation. And that we get from the divinely guided leadership of Khalifatul Masih. A dictator tends not to keep a close bond with their followers. They don't tend to keep a very close tie with their subjects. But the Khalifatul Masih has a very close and personal relationship with each and every Ahmadi Muslim around the world. The Khalifatul Masih writes to his followers. The Khalifatul Masih meets with his followers almost on a daily basis. And this is something which the Khalifa does to ensure that his followers are well and that they're pursuing the highest goals possible in every sphere of life. So is the Ahmadiyya Khilafat a dictatorship? The answer is no, it is not a dictatorship. It is far from such a thing. The Ahmadiyya Khilafat is such a leadership which the world is very unfamiliar with because there is no equivalent that can be drawn or parallel that can be drawn to it in the world that we know today. But the Ahmadiyya Khilafat is something that the world is in desperate need of.
4: Hazar Umar radiallahu anhu was known for his great governance. He would often patrol the streets at night to ensure nobody was left suffering unduly. On one occasion, he was walking in the dark and he heard some children crying. Attracted by the sound, he went to the tent from which it came. Whenever he got to the tent, he saw a woman sitting before a fire. It appeared the woman was cooking something while her small children sat crying nearby. It was late for the children to have their meal. Umar, radio stepped up to the woman and inquired, what is in the pot on the fire? She explained that she had no food to give the children and had placed a pot full of water and stones on the fire in order to give them the impression that the food would be ready. Hazard Umar radiallahu anhu, was distressed to hear this he hurried back to the state store picked up a bag of flour meat, cooking oil and some dates and rushed back to the tent his servant begged him to let him carry the load but he refused saying it is my responsibility you will not carry my burden on the day of judgment arriving at the tent he delivered the provisions to the woman and told her to prepare the meal. In the meantime, the children, so exhausted, had fallen asleep. Hazrat Hazar Umar, radiallahu anhu, waited until the meal was fully prepared and the children were awakened and fed. The woman thanked him for his kindness and by way of expressing gratitude said, it would be far better if you were the Khalifa of the Muslims rather than that Umar who is not aware of the condition of his people. Hazrat Umar said, Well mother, Umar may not be so bad after all.
0: اشهد ان
2: Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio.
1: In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful, dear listeners, welcome back to The Breakfast Show. Dear listeners, um, we come to our next segment, um, which is also very interesting. Now, Labour opposes junk food ban as living costs and what inflation is. Now, the gist of the story is, Labour would not impose a junk food ban amid the the living crisis caused uh, living cost crisis in the UK where the conservative government tends to ban product high in salt fat and sugar as a means to tackle a rising obesity problem also what is inflation and how is it affecting the increase in living costs? now why would a labor government not impose a junk food ban now the labor party shadow uh, shadow health secretary said that he was not well educated enough in this field to impose anti-obesity rules when food costs were rising. He said that he would prefer to work with food companies before introducing regulations. Now asked about a sugar tax, claiming that our first resort is not going to be taxes against this current backdrop. Increasing poverty amongst those who are already struggling can leave them with no choice but to buy what they can afford. Rising the prices of these products would be unfair and further increase the inflation caused poverty. The listeners, the second caliph of the Hamadi Muslim community said Islam expects the rich to reach out to such hopeless poor and strive to heal their bruised hearts. Now Islam expects the rich to achieve such high heights of moral advancement that after doing everything in their power in the service of the poor, they do not regard themselves as superior for being charitable charitable. Instead, Islam expects the rich to remain, remain humble before God and constantly prod their hearts to ascertain certain if they have truly fulfilled their duty towards the poor. This is very important. Islam is basically saying that everyone should come help and everyone should help. In this society, we believe that everyone has a part. The rich cannot live without the poor, therefore they should need to look after the poor as well. He has made unlawful to you only that which dies of itself and blood and the flesh of swine and that on which the name of any other than Allah has been invoked. But he who is driven by necessity, being neither disobedient nor exceeding the limit, it shall be no sin for him. Surely Allah is most forgiving merciful for chapter 2 verse 173 to 174. Now the borderline is that people would rather have food to eat for themselves and their families, whether it be healthy or not, and in the current situation, there would be little reasoning into implementing such bans as the junk food ban. The listeners now, what restrictions are being put in place by the conservative government to tackle this ob- obesity problem? Now, the ambition of these obesity policies uh, first for the UK food industry was to fundamentally change those retail food environments that are promoting less healthy products more than those considering healthier. Without regulation, commercial retail food environments will be difficult to change. Now, some of the change include introducing a new campaign, a call to action for everyone who is overweight, to take steps to move towards a healthier weight, with evidence-based tools and apps with advice on how to lose weight and keep it off working to expand weight management services available through the NSH, so more people get to support they need to lose weight. The listeners, um, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, never ate his uh, fill. He he, he said, Kill not your heart with excessive eating and drinking. There is no vessel worth for a person to fill than his stomach. A few more thoughts should suffice to keep him on his feet. But if he must eat more, then let him fill on one third of stomach with food, one third with drinks, and leave one third for easy breathing. So the even if it's nowadays it is it is very interesting that the Prophet Peter Paponami has said something thousand four hundred years ago, that make sure that you fill your stomach with food, leave out something so because it is proven today that if you have still uh filled uh, one-third of your stomach, even then you are capable to do more work but if you have filled your stomach, you are not able to do anything you will get lazy so this is very interesting uh, how the Prophet people upon him he has introduced his m- companions to be uh, to not fill their bellies but only to, uh, to take few bites which can make them work better or which Make them to st- uh, can make them stand on the two feet. Um, the problem with some the founder of this community, the listener, states that the t- uh, type of food on one eats also has an effect on one's spirituality. Thus, one needs to adopt moderation in relation to the diet as well. One should not be given to a diet consisting of only meat, nor should one ha- uh, only have a diet of greens and vegetables. One should adopt moderation in all various foods. Uh, God Almighty has provided for mankind, and which has He has declared as halal and tayyib, pure and wholesome. And one should not exceed beyond the limits. So subsequently, such a practice will also affect one's spirituality. Dear listeners, uh, we will discuss this segment for the as well. But right now, I'm very delighted to say that we have a guest with us. Um, we have Dr. Simon Stenson with us, who is a nutrition scientist of British Nutrition Foundation. Um, Simon graduated from the New University of Nottingham with a BCC, BSc sorry, in Nutritional Biochemist, Biochemistry, Biochemistry, after which he spent 18 months working as a researcher within the Medical Research Council Human Nutrition Research Unit in Cambridge. Dr. Simon Stenson, good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show.
5: Hello, good morning, thanks for having me on.
1: Um, uh, thank you for taking time uh, to be a part of this show. Um, Dr. Simon, Um. before I come to the actual questions, my first question is basically about the British Nutrition Foundation. If you can uh, introduce what it is to our guests and what the aim is for that organisation.
5: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, well, we are uh, a charity founded just uh, over 50 years ago. And we deliver um evidence-based information on on food and nutrition and health. Um, and we we try to do this by by translating the the best quality evidence um, but in ways that are that are engaging and actionable for people and can hopefully help them to make some changes because our vision as a charity is that everyone can access a healthy and sustainable diet. Um, and of course, the the current cost of living crisis is is something that we do care deeply about, and we want to to help everyone to to be able to hopefully eat a, a healthy diet that's also affordable at this time as well. And, um, we do have lots of information on, on, on how to do this on our, on our website, uh, which is nutrition.org.uk. Nutrition.org.uk. Okay.
1: And are you also active yeah. on social media?
5: Uh, yes, we are as well. Yeah. You can search for us, uh, British Nutrition Foundation on, 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 on uh, Twitter and, uh, also on LinkedIn as well.
1: Okay. That's very interesting. Um, so Dr. Simon, uh what are some cost eff- effective meals ingredients people can incorporate into their diets to help them during the recent cost of a living crisis?
5: Yeah. Well, I mean it's it's of course an e- extremely difficult time um, for a lot of people and it's and it's really hard to try to still come up with ideas for meals that are that are tasty, that are healthy mm. when money is money is so tight and budgets are so limited and particularly if people are for example accessing accessing food banks. Um, but there, there are a few things that could, we can try to do. Um, I mean, one option to try to make meals more cost effective is of course to, to batch cook and prepare meals in bulk or in advance and have extra portions, maybe for the, either for the next day or maybe throughout the week. Um, if you do have a freezer and uh, then of course freezing these portions and having something there as a, as a healthier option that you can take out, uh, the freezer, um, like for lunch or for dinner when when you are busier, is, is, can then be quite helpful. But in terms of ingredients, um, pulses, things like beans, peas, chickpeas, lentils, these can be um, a good cheaper source uh, of protein, but also uh, include fibre as well. And we can use these um, in a range of different dishes, but also we can, of course, partly or wholly substitute these in for meat into things that we cook. Um, if you don't have time to to soak or to cook these in advance, then canned pulses um, like canned chickpeas or lentils, for example, or beans, are an option, and they they mm. tend to be quite uh, quite cheap as a source of protein, and also quite convenient as something that you can you can have uh, in the cupboard. Um, another option out of the cupboard as well for a healthier protein source would be would be something like canned fish um, that's canned in water or oil. And that's all. That's good from a health point of view because it has um, heart healthy omega three fats in there, but and lots of other nutrients as well. Um, but this can also be cheaper than than trying to buy, for example, fresh fish. Um, and for families families with children, um, there are some things that can that can go into a healthier packed lunch, for example. So um, snacks, things like uh, carrots or celery sticks, um, a sliced banana or apple, handful of cherry tomatoes. These are things that can that can be prepped in advance and maybe sort of mixed together um, and can and can be stored in the fridge, um, and also dairy foods uh, not just not just for children to go you know to go to school but also for all of us can be can be a very cost-effective source of protein and calcium but also other nutrients as well. So things important for for children's growth like B vitamins and iodine, um, but it's good to try and go for low sugar, uh, low fat, and um, no added sugar options if you can, right. and. We don't want to cook. Yeah, sorry. Cool. <laughs> on, um, yeah. No, um, and just to say as well, of course, that we don't uh, necessarily want to, you know, to cut back on, on things that we enjoy, like going out, but there are options. And you can find lots of recipes online for things mm. like uh, fake away recipes mm. that uh, try to replicate things we might have when we go out at home. Or you can also try cooking uh, one of your uh, favorite sort of comfort meals at home. And it can be a good chance to to invite around uh, family or friends and to to share food together and also then to to hopefully benefit from that social experience as well of cooking and eating together.
1: Yeah, that would be great. I mean, it's going to be a very good experience. Um, Dr. Sam, um, people often think, because you are just talking about uh, cheap eating, people often think that eating cheap always means eating unhealthy. What's your thought
5: about that? Yes, well, it... It might seem like you know it doesn't always need to be the case, and it can, it can be very difficult, especially when we do have ready ready available options uh, to us that we know are not uh, are not healthy, but it might be the cheaper or the more available thing or the thing that we go to that that's there then when we're hungry. But there are a few things we can we can try to do just to nudge ourselves in a healthier um, direction, hopefully without increasing the cost so um, when it comes to shopping, we can try try to switch to higher fiber. Options of of staple things that we have, so things like wholemeal types of bread, uh, wraps, uh, uh, chapatis or pita breads, mm-hmm. instead of white versions, because, or also things like brown rice or or wholemeal pasta, uh, because this can add more fibre, but also other nutrients as well into our diet. So if there's not if if you if comparing them, there's not much of a price difference, it can be a, a healthier option, um, and this can give us more fibre, which we don't tend to get enough of in our diets, but might also help to keep us feeling a bit fuller for longer as well but also it's worth remembering that um, we don't need to eat fresh fruit and vegetables to get towards our five a day we can also have those that are canned and frozen as well um, these can sometimes be cheaper options than fresh and uh, there are also things that for example we can try to add from the freezer or the cupboard into dishes that we cook to boost up the vegetable content or you could try, for example, uh, microwaving uh, frozen vegetables rather than uh, boiling these.
1: Okay, think that's very interesting. Um, Dr. Simon, um, any other suggestion you can give to our listeners how to cut down on their diet to improve their health and to save money at the same time?
5: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, it's difficult. And I think it, especially, it's especially such a hard time. None of mm. us really likes to think about putting back on things that we enjoy or having less of um, and saving money doesn't necessarily have to we mean mean, um, mean eating less um, I mean one thing of course that we that we can do that is a massive focus at the moment is to think about food waste um, there are there are statistics that on average in the UK uh, household wastes about 60 pounds a month um, on, on, on food that's that, that's thrown away um, yeah. And so there are things we can do to try and prevent that. You can find lots of good advice and tips and hacks online, but you might want to think about, for example, freezing ingredients. Things like um, bread, um, bread wraps, pizzas, uh, but also things as well like like milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can of course um, reduce the waste, which can save save us money. And also as well, um, freezing freezing things like fresh fruit and vegetables, but also lots of other things, products we can buy from the supermarket as well. Um, you can check the label for advice on on how to do that. But also, che- um, when it comes to looking at labels on things, it's important to make sure that we pay attention to best before and use by dates. So best before is about quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so food can still be good after that, of course, to eat. They might not be mm-hmm. quite as good as they were before, but they can still be safe to eat. Um, but when it comes to use by dates, that is about food safety. But quite often you can freeze foods up until they're used by uh, date. So again, it's important to to try to to check the label and follow the advice that, that's on there. Um, oh, yeah. just, just one. And, yes, please carry on, please on. Yes.
1: Piscayon, Piscayon.
5: yes. Um, no, and just uh, sorry. Finally, as well, of course, obviously, the spiraling energy costs are a major concern for, for many, many households um, coming into this winter and and one thing with cooking bigger portions or cooking in bulk is that that can potentially help to reduce uh, these energy costs but some healthier options for things that could be prepared cold include maybe for example a a salad um, with things like um, canned chickpeas or lentils that that i mentioned to add fiber Mm. and and uh, protein in there alongside maybe some um, canned or frozen uh, vegetables so things like um, peas or sweet corn um, or also other cheaper fresh um, veg like carrots or cucumber. So it can be one way to, to try to put together a dish. But um, it, it is a very difficult time. There are a lot, but there are lots of ways um, to, to creative ways to try to, to save money and try to reduce energy. And there's lots of advice um, out there.
1: Not true. Uh, but thank you for those advice you have given to us, Dr. Simon. Um, and thank you for joining The Breakfast Show. I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The listeners, uh you just listened to Dr. Simon and the advices he gave, how uh, how to go through that difficult times. Um if you have any questions or if you want to learn more about this, you can do so and going uh 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 or you can call in at any time at O two O eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight or you can tweet us at uh, by at u k Um the listeners um after the interview, which was uh very really interesting and uh, Uh, We have also a short clip to play. Um, We'll be back after the short clip. So do us a favor, stay tuned with the voice of some radio.
2: Of those things which are not forbidden, Allah tells us in the Holy Quran that you should also eat the wholesome from among them. As you understand them to be wholesome. So it's left for you to decide. The wholesome is left for anyone among the human beings to decide according to his own customs and his own likings and things. For instance, a child, if he does not like, um, for instance, uh, prawns, there are certain children who do not like prawns, you can't force them upon them because you think it is their wholesome. Chinese eat such food as it is of their liking, If initially that food is not forbidden in Islam, then it is for the Chinese to decide about their wholesomeness. And it's not for us to impose our concept of wholesomeness upon them. So it's a free word. Wholesome should be interpreted according to your own likings, even according to individual (laughs) likings. That is one concept of wholesomeness. The second is that it should be fresh and without uh, harmful uh, elements that is also the meaning of wholesome so it is, it is here it is a medical question if a food is in the status in a state of decay and it is uh, being infested with bacteria and could cause injury to your health even if it is not forbidden in religion still and the Holy Quran says don't eat it because it is not wholesome. So either way, this is quite understandable and a common
0: thing. You're listening to Voice of Islam online, on mobile, and on DAB.
1: In the name of Allah the most gracious, have a merciful dear listeners, welcome back to the Breakfast Show. Dear listeners, um we were just discussing um uh, very interesting, uh, uh, topic, which is in regards of, basically, which we are going through right now, um, about junk food and uh, how we can reduce, or how we can, yeah, how we can reduce food, or why is reducing food actually good for us as well? I mean, uh, I just mentioned, uh, a saying of the Prophet peace be upon him that if Reduce your food. Uh, don't fill your th- stomach up. And even the problem of silence say, the front of the community said that you use different kinds of food as well, not only the same food all the time. The listeners, um, Islam teaches that the condition of the body affects the condition of the spirit and thus great care should be taken to keep one's body healthy and fit. Now, Islam further teaches that all food should be taken in moderation. Now, example, um, for example, Nothing should be indulged into excess. No for, furthermore, uh drugs uh are forbidden. Any food which becomes addictive enters the forbidden category. The Prophet peace be upon him was very cautious. Uh, with regards to excessive eating, uh in one occasion, in the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, that the food for two persons is sufficient for three, and the food of three persons is sufficient for four persons so basically make sure that you don't fill up your belly again your stomach make sure that you have food prepared for more people so more people can take benefit of that and this is how the prophet people want to promote these things um the first caliph of the Ahmadiyya community stated as with the social system advocated by islam the islamic economic systems commences with the." with the premise that all that is in the heavens and the earth has been created by God, who has bestowed man with provisions on trust. As a trustee, man will be held accountable for the discharge of distrust. The possession or absence of wealth is a means of trial so that in both abundance and adversity, those who are mindful of their accountability may be distinguished from those who resort to Callousness and scant attention to the sufferings of the rest of mankind. Um, the listeners, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, I just want to say, I just want to uh, read out one quote of the first colleague of the medium's movement. He said, "An important concept of position under Islam is that certain resources are taken out of individual ownership and placed in the hands of mankind as a whole. Thus, minerals, resources." and the produce of seas and oceans is not the exclusive property of any individual or group of people. So basically these things are basic made for all, for every mankind and therefore we should be ready to help everything, everyone to in this world to overcome this very difficult time we are going through right now. Dear listeners, um we have as I've reached and of the end of today's breakfast sure. show, thank you to all of our listeners for turning in and our expert uh, Dr. Simon, for taking out uh, the time to discuss the topic. Um, dear listeners, you can listen to the show once again on SoundCloud. And uh, my also b- best regards goes out to our producers, Hania Sajid and Kafir Latif. And, of course, our researchers, Kanta Saleh Haliman Dear listeners, also to my uh, tech support, Dishan, thank you for the help. Dear listeners, um, if you want to listen more or if you want to learn more about some t- stay tuned with the voiceover. Some Ready or you can turn in tomorrow as my brother Tokir, and will be there for the next episode of Breakfast Show. Dear listeners, peace and blessings of Allah I'll be with you.